Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. I am your host, Nancy Hugo. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. Well, today is November 5th. Many of you are getting ready for the holidays. So from now until January 2nd, this is consuming your time. But if those thinking of remodeling, and I hope you are going to start in January, as far as your project goes, I'm sure you're constantly thinking about and picturing your new kitchen. So today I'm going to talk about the 2024 trends for your kitchen. These trends will probably hang around for the next three or more years. So designing the kitchen is nothing but common sense. How is the kitchen going to be used? Setting up task areas to clean up, prep, storage areas, seating, it's all common sense. Now, if you're using a professional kitchen designer, they can help you with all this. But if you're thinking of designing your own kitchen, be aware. And that's why these podcasts are so important. I try to give you as much information as I know with all my experience. And you might need a professional just to get some advice. So let's start with the island. Uh, The island is one of the greatest add-ons in kitchens. The old-time kitchens, like the one the Honeymooners had, had a table in the middle of their kitchen. And I'm sure good old Alice used this table for prepping, for having her groceries uh, landing there when she came in from the store. And then even though she hardly had any storage space, but uh, she put away her groceries. Or I'm sure she had to make a salad or or do anything. She'd use her table, and then again, her table was used for dinner for the neighbors coming over to have coffee. Well, that table turned into the island. That's how it started. And by the way, my island is table height. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you know that I am a petite person, and so a countertop or an island or a table that's 30 inches above the floor is the perfect height for me to do anything in my kitchen. So we'll talk about islands. Now, islands are, to me, one of the best inventions in sliced bread. Uh, Probably 95% of the kitchens that I design have islands. If you have a very small kitchen, obviously you can't fit an island into it. But islands are important. They're functional and they're aesthetic as well. So a lot of times people would figure they'd have an island and then they would have this bar seating across the back of the island, which I don't think is the best way to have seating. And I never um, actually suggested that. I'd always talk to people about having the island used for conversation for breakfast for maybe a quick coffee with your neighbors you don't want to sit side by side if you have the room if the kitchen has the room to have it laid out having some uh seating on the end and also across the back really helps for conversation did you ever go into a a bar or a luncheonette and you sit at the counter and you cannot have a conversation with anybody other than the person sitting next to you So that's where that idea came from. So they call that conversational islands. And I would suggest if you're going to plan on an island, definitely think about that. They're also uh, talking about, for 2024, combination islands. 
you know, again, I have been designing kitchens for many decades, and all this is common sense. If you're going to have an island in the middle of your kitchen, make it as functional as possible. Include as much storage as you can, open and close storage, appliances, uh, say under-counter refrigerator, maybe an ice maker, maybe a refrigerator drawer, large drawers for your pots and pans. I always try to include a sink in the island, if at all possible. Uh, if you wanted to have a cooktop in the island, now some people just want a working island. They just want to be able to use it as a buffet or to have the kids do their homework. They didn't want to have any appliances or sinks there. And that's fine, as long as you use it to its fullest potential. But, you know, there's they're saying that this is the trend for 2024, but, you know, that's nothing. I, I mean, I have never in my life designed a dysfunctional kitchen, which sounds funny, but I always go back to my clients, ask them how things are working out. Before we build the kitchen, I always explain to them why I'm designing it this way or that way. If they have any questions, we can change it on paper. So you always want to be able to do that. Uh, in my vast experience. I designed an island that had incorporated their existing round butcher block table. And that was very interesting because I had the table butt up to the island so that it was at all one surface and it uh, became a rectangle and then a circular space at the end. So it was different. It had a lot of personality. Uh, so also when I do islands, I suggest that they have a little sitting space on the inside of the island for the chef or the homeowner if they want to take a break and sit uh, while they're chopping onions or cutting potatoes. Or if they're having two people over for coffee, they can sit on their stool and have the two people uh, perpendicular to each other for conversation. Under-counter wine storage, I always did that, or a combination of refrigerator and wine storage, ice makers, and of course, like I said, sinks. Now, many years ago, for some reason, builders used to suggest a small sink, 12 inch by 12 inch, which is absolutely useless. You can put a head of lettuce in there and that's it. That's all it holds. So I started using bigger sinks, more useful sinks. And it works. Those other sinks are not good. So if you're planning on a sink for your island, make sure you get at least a 15 by 18. That's always a good size. Well, moving along with the trends of 2024, we have the lighting. Now, it used to be that it was common to use these small pendants hanging over your island, but not anymore. The light fixtures have become oversized, making a statement. But remember, you have to keep the light fixtures in proportion to your island. If you have a 10-foot island, depending on the size of the light fixture, you might be able to use three. Or better yet, look into the linear light fixtures. They used to have them just for pool tables, and then finally somebody realized that, oh, I have a rectangular island. I should be able to use a linear light fixture. And so the uh, selections are unbelievably beautiful. 
but don't put any tiny pendants over your island anymore. Okay, another trend, and I'm seeing this a lot, that gold hardware or gold uh, accessories in a kitchen has uh, become very popular. Matte black uh, uh, door handles or plumbing fixtures, um, sort of, I mean, it's still liked, it's still popular, but that gold kind of moved up the line to the point where you're able to get faucets, light fixtures, um, vent hoods. It's uh, it's looking really good. I got to say, I, I didn't like it at the beginning, but now I'm really into it. It's beautiful when it's mixed with black. Now, one of the designers, and uh, as you know, I do a lot of research for these podcasts, and I get a lot of emails, a lot of um, different ideas from different designers, and several of the designers said, oh, gold is out. Well, don't believe it. Gold is only starting to get popular and will go up from there. But if you don't like gold, you don't have to use it. If you love it, use it. It's your kitchen, remember that. So since we're talking about gold, I am going to talk about monogram appliances. And why I'm bringing in monogram is because they have a have introduced the uh, fronts of their refrigerator freezer available with gold fronts. I say gold, it's not really gold gold, but it's it's a beautiful gold. And you can also get hoods from them that are gold. Also, the trim on some of their ranges are gold. That mixed with gold cabinet handles makes for a beautiful kitchen. So Monogram not only has those appliances, but they have a good selection of appliances. They are my favorite appliance company. They have smart apps. It's called Smart HQ app. And you could control your appliances with the app. You don't necessarily have to use the app. And if you don't have a smartphone, of course, you can still use the appliances. When they have a smart oven, I'm amazed at this without you even realizing they upgrade or update the recipes. They add things. It's, it's just a beautiful um, oven to have. May, did you know that uh, chefs are, you can be a good chef. Chefs are mostly, they know what they're doing. But if you get a good appliance, you become a better chef. So think about that. If you're interested in replacing or in looking at appliances for a newly remodeled kitchen, or if you are looking for appliances where you haven't remodeled, but you have to specify your appliances, sorry about that, um, look at monogram.com investigate all their appliances. They're beautiful. They're made in America. I have a monogram kitchen. I love it. Also, I always suggest that if you are in the market for appliances, go visit the showroom that has working monogram appliances. You want to be able to see how they work. You want to be able to try it out. So check out monogram.com. Okay, so another thing for 2024 is to blend, blend finishes and materials. So you're probably saying, well, what the heck is that? Well, you can mix finishes for the cabinetry. You could mix whites with woods. You can mix colors with 
other colors, I mean, for instance, I'm not saying red, blue, and green, but if you had a um, a neutral cabinet color for your perimeter of the kitchen, and then you went with something a little more bold in the island that is complementary to the rest of the cabinets, that's going to be the in thing. And I've seen it for the last year or two. So it's nothing new. Make sure that you like this concept before you decide to jump into it, because it's going to be hard to change. I've seen some kitchens that actually have three colors. They might have uh, two colors that are complementary and then a wood tone. That I would suggest if you like it is to get a professional to help you with that. It's not something that you can just willy-nilly say, oh yeah, I like these three colors. So you got to know where to put the finished colors, where to put the wood tone color cabinets and how everything works together. It is a good look if you know what you're doing. Uh, you, like I said, you really have to like it because if you don't like it in a year, it's going to be expensive to change out. Mixing countertop material. Now that's a little bit different. I always did that where I would use one material on the island and then another material on the perimeter kitchen. Um, but you have to make sure that they're cohesive. Don't ever butt two materials together unless you know what you're doing. If you take butcher block and butt it up to granite, I don't suggest that. Possibly raising one of them, maybe the butcher block would be two inches or an inch higher than the granite, but you don't want to butt it on an even plane. Okay, another trend, and I'm going to say this hesitantly, is the color green. Greens will be the top choice of everybody in the 2024 year of remodeling. I don't like green particularly. Um, I mean, I wouldn't walk into an emerald green kitchen and be happy. If you like the color and it makes you happy, go for it. Um, a pale green may be a little bit better. There's uh, different kinds of greens. Make sure that you love green before you do your whole kitchen in it, or you can use it as a complementary color. Now, here's another trend that I like. It's the coffee area or the beverage station. Now, I've been doing this for many years, but getting the built-in coffee maker, building it into an area where you can have an undercounter refrigerator, storage for cups, for your uh, coffee beans, for your soda, any kind of beverage, that always works well if it's not in the middle of the kitchen. You want it to be on the side so that when people are congregating over there, they're not work, they're not interrupting your work area. And can you imagine how much money you'll be saving if you have a built-in coffee unit instead of going to Starbucks? I know I have um, somebody that I frequently visit and I remodel their kitchen. They have a built-in coffee maker and they love it. And I love when I go over there because they make me fresh coffee all the time. Another thing I'm seeing a lot of are the decorative range hoods. You know, the old-fashioned ones that usually came in uh, in houses that were um, tract housing. You know, little 30-inch metal. Usually they didn't work very well, but they were hoods over the cooktop. And then people started realizing, hey, ventilation is really important. Let's pull all that grease and smells and everything out of the kitchen by having a really good hood. And then 
they went one step further. I know when I was doing a lot of Tuscan kitchens, I would have the hoods created out of stucco and add tile to it, and it was oversized. It was one of the focal points of the kitchen. Well, now, especially with a lot of the contemporary looks coming out, they are covering the hood area, and they usually make it square, rectangular, whatever, with different materials, a slab of marble or engineered stone or uh, granite. Usually I see marble doing this, and they match that to the backsplash. It's a beautiful, beautiful look. Uh, but bear in mind, it's a little pricey. Now, when you do that, you get a vent liner, and that is actually built, framed. This liner, the, the motor and everything are put in there, and then it's covered with the material, the granite, the marble, whatever. But that is a very good look. And I think that's going to really hang out for a couple of years. It's beautiful. Again, once you do that, don't decide that you're going to change in a year. But you'll love it anyway. Okay, another under-counter refrigerators. They're saying this is a trend. Well, this has been around for at least 30 years. Under-counter refrigerators are so useful they're typically 24 inches right to left. They're as big as a dishwasher. They can be covered with the cabinet door to match the rest of your cabinetry, or usually they're glass fronts. They come typically stainless steel with a glass front. And I have put them in outdoor kitchens, master bedroom morning bars. Now, this works real well if you have a two-story house and you have the master or prime bedroom upstairs and you can set up a morning bar with a under-counter refrigerator and a coffee machine. As simple as that. But that has really been useful. I used to do that oh, many years ago. Uh, I've been working in one-story houses lately. But um, master bathrooms as well. If you don't have any room for a morning bar, you can integrate that into a large vanity. Always good for the baby formula if you have newborns and you don't feel like going to the other end of the house for the kitchen. So under-counter refrigerators are so useful. Put them downstairs in your playroom. Uh, you can put them in a garage to keep your beer cold. So there's absolutely no... There's no reason that I can think of that you wouldn't have this. I also use it as a secondary uh, refrigerator in a large kitchen, and I will put that by the bake area. Okay, so warm woods are coming back. We didn't see a lot of woods for the past year, but now they're bringing in the, the texture of wood, the organic look of wood, and uh, this can be either contemporary, mid-century, Scandinavian, um, trans, um, could be uh, anything. Could be uh, transitional, traditional. There's no reason why woods won't fit into your um, look for the new kitchen. A lot of people ask me about cabinet doors. Okay, what's in, what's out? Shaker style, everybody knows that. It's a flat panel center with a raised frame around the edge. Is probably the most popular door style. Very versatile for either contemporary, transitional, traditional. And it depends on the finish of the wood, the species of the wood, the type of door handle you use, 
uh, the type of backsplash. So you can control the look with a shaker style door. I love it because it could go anywhere. It'll work great. So it's also, it's available, and I have seen it in hickory, in oak, in alder, painted white, painted red. You can't go wrong with shaker. Well, while we're talking about door handles, I want to bring up Studio 41. And I've said this many, many times. Studio 41 is my source for door hardware. They have probably the largest selection of door hardware I've ever seen, plus that's where I get all of my kitchen and bath fixtures. My plumbing fixtures, they have a huge complete line of Kohler in addition to other manufacturers. They can provide everything for your project so you don't have to go running all around. Prices are great. They have great people working there. And also in the Scottsdale showroom that I visit a lot, they have cabinetry in the Illinois showrooms, they offer cabinetry in addition to uh, windows and tile. But I always say check out Studio 41 for all of your needs. They have a website that you can shop at. It's shopstudio41.com. And that's the number 41. Don't spell it out. Shopstudio41.com. And I have seen a lot of uh, door hardware that's in the gold, so you won't have a problem finding it. Now, last year, you would have had a problem. This year, everybody's carrying those colors. Okay, the last thing I want to go over is your kitchen layout. Make sure, if you're doing this kitchen yourself, make sure you think of how you use the kitchen and design it if you're using an app for this or paper and pencil, do it so that it works functionally for you and think about it before you start ordering cabinets, um, how you're going to use the kitchen when you're doing certain things. If you have kids, where are they going to do their homework? Is that refrigerator close to your prep area? Are you able to have two sinks? And that works really well, especially if you have two chefs in the house. So it's always easy to erase, but once you change your mind and start ordering cabinets, it's too late. I shouldn't say it's too late. It's called a change order and you're going to pay for it. So think about it when you're designing your own kitchen. Make sure you have plenty of pantry space or food storage space. If you don't have space for a pantry, make sure you have tall cabinetry so that you can use that as a pantry area with rollouts. I would suggest that you use quartz countertops for the ease of cleaning it. It doesn't have to be sealed. It will. They have patterns that will go with just about every design as far as contemporary or transitional, even traditional. And think about grout-free floors. You want to go with less maintenance. If you're going to remodel this kitchen, you don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You want easy cleanup easy upkeep. You want to be able to find all of your pots and pans and food when you need it. Don't go running all around the kitchen. If you have to buy two spatulas, one for the bake center and one for the cooktop area, do it. It's it's all, like I said, common sense. You won't be sorry. And don't forget to ask for professional help 
even if you're doing this yourself, you just want to be able to contract with a kitchen professional just to get their take on what you've designed. And they probably will have suggestions to make your life easier. So I want to talk about timeless items. There's there's something that really bugs me. It's the white cabinetry that people keep saying is out. Well, it's not out. It's timeless. It's not trendy. It's maintained its popularity over the years. It works with everything. Now, the total white kitchen, white everything, that looks a little kind of hospital-like, but you can add a different backsplash, cushions on your on your um, stools, accessories, but the white kitchen is timeless. Never, ever will it go out of style. So I disagree with a lot of the professional designers who keep saying it. Don't ever use white cabinets. Nope, I don't agree with them. Now, countertop material, I just read an article where they said marble is a classic look, but it is a soft material. It will show marks, and that's why a lot of people in the United States, like that pristine look, whereas if you go to Italy, they love the idea of marble showing all of the, the their experiences on their countertop. So it ages, it might have nicks in it and scratches, but they're proud of it. People are starting to realize if you want the real marble, you're going to have to live with those little nicks and scratches. But if you still want the look of marble, you can go with engineered stone. They have the beautiful engineered stone that looks like Carrera or Calicata. So no matter what you like, that look is in. Ah, and I think that's always going to be, ask Michelangelo, that look has always been in. So timeless backsplashes. I keep saying subway tiles will always be in style. They're not going anywhere. And then you get the designers who say it's old, it's out of style, it's boring. And I disagree. Totally disagree. Subway tiles don't have to be white, four by six or three by six. They can be different colors. They can be beveled on the uh, front edge. They can uh, be different materials. But the subway tile, either stacked or bricklaid, always going to be popular. Now, as far as busy backsplashes, they come and go. I think they're kind of trendy, and sometimes you can get tired of the look. Another look that I think is going to be here for a long time is less wall cabinets, more efficient base cabinets. Have your base cabinets have all the little uh, uh, rollouts and, and different accessories for efficiency and functionality. But wall cabinets, sometimes when you have too many wall cabinets, it makes the kitchen look more closed in and cluttered. So I would say... Tiling the walls or putting artwork on the walls is something that I've always liked. Um, so, and also, if you have room for pantries, make them more efficient. Pantries are in, they call them the second kitchen or um, the butler's pantry, whatever it is. If you have room for that, that's a big thing. I don't want to say it's a trend because they had butler's pantries and sculleries for years. So if you're lucky enough to maybe find space in another room that's on the other side of the kitchen and you could bump out a wall or something, those are always going to be in. Now those uh, floating shelves, 
I've got to say, I've seen kitchens that have way too many, which creates a clutter. And if you're going to have everything you own on those shelves, it's going to be dusty, dirty, and messy looking, to put it bluntly. A few shelves are okay. Um, they will, you could show off your uh, collection or maybe two things on each shelf. Don't overdo it, though. Shelves will make your kitchen look very cluttered. But I hope all these ideas and hints have been really helpful for you. I'm full of ideas and hints. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Everybody has a friend who's remodeling their kitchen. Or they will be remodeling their kitchen. So all of these podcasts, all many years of doing podcasts, I have a, a whole collection of them, and they're all educational. Matter of fact, next week, we are going to talk about stress-free buffets for the holidays. So be sure to listen in. But these podcasts can be found on oh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all the other platforms that are available to you. So be sure to listen. And if you want to learn more about me, you can always go to my website, nancyhugo.com. One of these days, if I have time, I'll do a Facebook page on these podcasts. But in the meantime, I don't have time for that. I'm hoping that I will soon. So don't forget, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com if you have any questions. Stay safe and have a great day.